Hello and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.iamwomanproject.com.au. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favourite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at I Am Woman Project and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Hello and welcome. This is Julianne Black and you're listening to the I Am Woman Project, the place where collaboration meets inspiration and possibility. It is my absolute pleasure to introduce you to Martina Hughes today. This will be a fascinating conversation as we deep dive into all things Tantra. Welcome, Martina. Thanks, Julianne. It's a delight to be here with you. Yeah, great. So let me share a little bit about you. Martina's vision is to create a world where people know how to express themselves in an embodied and authentic way. She created Tantric Blossoming, the largest Tantric community in Australia, 11 years ago, offering workshops, private sessions, retreats and training. Since then, she has supported thousands of men and women to feel their hearts and open to sensations of aliveness throughout the body. Martina's wish for humanity is for each man and woman to know themselves as a powerhouse of love and sexual energy. Wow, how delicious. Martina's path has not been linear, like a lot of ours, but what feminine path ever was? She spent her 20s working as a chartered accountant and then gave it up to explore natural healing methods, shiatsu, yoga, breathwork, food as medicine, healing, energy healing, were all wonderful stepping stones that supported her path to Tantra. With Tantra, Martina experienced a deep inner awakening, a coming home to the woman inside of her. Feeling the profound effect this had on her life has been the inspiration to share this work with others so that men and women around the world can also experience coming home to themselves. Martina shares her work throughout Australia, Europe, Asia, and America. Wow, Martina, amazing. Thank you, Julianne. (laughs) So tell us what Tantra is. So Tantra is many things. It's, It's a practice that's thousands of years old and originates from India. But in our modern day experience, we're working a lot in how to make it practical, how to make it relatable to everyday life. And for me, the whole benefit of doing any form of practice is to create a transformation in daily life. So for me, Tantra is about supporting each man and woman to access the power of their heart, the power of their sexual energy, 
so that they can use that power from the heart, from the sexual energy in order to feel fully embodied and to come into an embodied state of aliveness and sensation and feeling wholeness from the inside out. Wow. So then, and it, and it, and it, so it really sets you up for, um, for daily life as well, because ultimately we want to operate more from a heart space than a head space, or at least the integration of the heart, mind, and soul as we do our daily work and interactions. Definitely. Definitely. And the more, the more people come into feeling their body from the inside, the more deeply they can live in alignment with themselves and, and not be battling the conflict. You know, often there's that conflict between the head and the heart. Mm. But what we're looking for is a place where a person becomes fully aligned so that what they feel and what they say and how they live are all the same thing. Yeah, it's all integrated and congruent. Mm, and that's definitely. the path of authenticity as well. Yes, yes. Oh, I love it. And I love how daily it is too. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's really important for me that practices are both daily and, and practical. Yes. Well, it's a, it, it then becomes part of the lifestyle as opposed to something that you turn on and off. Yes. And I also love from that sexual energy point of view is how we can embody and embrace ourselves from a, from a, from a sexual energy. And it's not um, – we're so conditioned with regards to what sexual energy is. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes it hasn't been the most favourable uh, favorable conditioning that sexual energy can only happen in the bedroom or things like that, whereas, you know, being a sexual alive being, it's a, there's a sensuality in that. Yes, and this is where we need to make the distinction between sex and sexual energy. Yeah. So, you know, sex is the experience that you either have with yourself or with a partner, um, whereas sexual energy is the innate life force inside of each and every one of us. And when we, when we get caught up in the taboos and distortions of sex and then apply that to sexual energy, then we distort our own life force and inhibit our capacity to feel alive. Oh my goodness, I love that. There is so much goodness in that statement. Innate life force alive in everyone. Oh, mm. yum, that's so juicy. Yes. So what's the best, what drives you? What's the best part of your job? It's watching people come alive, watching people come into their own truth, watching them discover harmony, peace, magic that lives inside of themselves, feeling people say yes to their heart, yes to their sexual energy and discovering that everything they were always looking for is right there inside of their own body mm. and that's real self-empowerment. Yeah, it, it, it totally is with the amount of um, self-loathing and body dysmorphia that happens both in men and women. Um, it's such a critical um, opportunity to, um, to fall deeply in love with who you are and the vessel that you're in that we call body. Mm. 
Mm, mm. And I love how you um, also help people harness their own sexual energy as well. I do a lot of work with harness, helping people harness their success and, and, and this is another way of being able to harness their sexual energy um, in being able to make great quality choices and decisions in their life. Yeah, and because that energy often becomes dissipated or if people live primarily in their heads, then the energy is just stifled and stuck inside. Mm. So we're creating spaces where people say yes to their own energy, let it cultivate and move through their body, but then they also know how to channel that energy into a fulfilling, powerful, creative life. Mm. Yes. May we all go and go forward giving a full-bodied yes <laughs> to, to the decisions that we make. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Oh, yes. So with, um, with the benefit of hindsight, what would you have done differently, if anything, in your life and career? What's the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? Mm. So... My initial introduction to Tantra was a very deep and profound coming home to myself. So what does that and mean? I, exp mm, I experienced, okay, if I give you specifically, I'd been on this inquiry around what feminine was. Mm -hmm. What is it to be feminine? You know, and I, I grew up in times where girls and, and women were encouraged to, to you know, to almost be masculine, you know, in claiming our feminine rights, we were told that we could be like boys and we could be like men and we could do the men's jobs and so on. And I went into a very traditionally male world of, of accounting mm -hmm. and had on lots of masculine armour to protect myself. And in my spiritual journey, I started this question of, well, what is it to be feminine? What does that feel like? What does it look like? And initially, I was doing that in a very external way. So I would wear a dress or, you know, make sure I'd done my hair and my makeup. And I was doing all the external kind of feminine things to, to have this sense of, oh, yeah, I'm a woman, I'm feminine. But I still knew it wasn't embodied. I was yeah. putting it on from the outside. Yes. I'm sure so, there's so many people that can relate to that. Yeah, the the first Tantra weekend retreat that I went to, I experienced the full capacity of my feminine from the inside out. It was no longer about what I was wearing or how I looked, but I felt the passion, the fire, the love, the depth, the the incredible capacity and ecstasy of my feminine and she was vibrating from the inside out it, there was no trying there was no efforting yeah and of course in that there was a celebration it was like ah that's that's it that's it that's what I was looking for she was here she was inside I was trying to put her on from the outside yeah 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 wow yeah yeah, so it was incredible, it was ecstatic, it was blissful, it was painful, it was everything and I didn't know what any of it meant in that initial mm. time frame that had sure. happened. I had no sense of how that converted 
back to so-called real life, mm. but I did know that my life had changed forever. Yeah. Um, I just didn't know how profoundly it had changed at that point. Mm. And I went home and I often tell this story of when I went home and I'd be sitting on my couch. I was working from home at the time, but working very little because I was in a transition phase. But I'd be sitting there and I'd feel so so incredibly peaceful inside that it would start to feel as though the world had stopped. The level of peace inside of myself just made me go, oh, maybe the world's not turning anymore. Maybe everything just stopped. And so then I would, I would have to walk over to the window and see the cars moving on the street outside and go, oh, no, the world's still turning. <laughs> just go back to my bliss bubble on the couch. <laughs> And so it was quite an incredible time and and a time where, on the other hand, my masculine went missing. You know, I, okay. I'd spent so many years being in, in the masculine that when I came into this deep state with my feminine, my masculine went missing, mm-hmm. um, which I can see is part of the counterbalance that was necessarily that sure. the pendulum had gone one way and then it went the other way Um, during that time though of my own masculine being missing I started to place my power outside of myself and I didn't realize at the time that I was doing that but I became very dependent on somebody else for um, authority and for that person to to guide me in what I was doing and to be my own authority in the world. So if I could do anything differently, it would be that when the whisper started, there was a whisper from inside of me going, something's not right here. And I didn't pay attention to that whisper for some time so if I could change anything it would be to know that that whisper was me me calling me into deeper trust deeper truth deeper self-expression yeah yeah and so what um so when I think about um uh, your masculine gone missing um I kind of think about that from a from a doing aspect um, so the can you can you can you set the frame for um, the difference between the feminine and the masculine components of a whole self? Because whether we're born in a female body, we have feminine and masculine um, within us, and if we're born in a male body, we also have um, masculine and feminine energy within themselves as well. So, what is the um, for the for the viewers that don't I, I, or the listeners that um, and, and for myself, from your own expertise, what does it mean when you say your masculine went missing? Mm. I was so immersed in feminine feeling, the whole world was feeling. So, yeah, action did disappear to, to quite a, an extent and my ability to make decisions. So there was mm-hmm. a period of time where, I was unable to make significant decisions and was then relying on others for decisions and clarity and so on. Mm -hmm. Um, So it is, yeah, it's that um, 
very base level of masculine and feminine where I was immersed in the feeling world and my rational clarity decision maker had disappeared. Yeah. And to be that whole integrated self, uh, you, you need the balance of both as well. Definitely. definitely. One, of the, one of the beautiful things that, I, that I'd learned was that um, if the right side is your masculine side and the left side is your feminine side that each time you take if each time you take a step and you walk you're balancing both the masculine and the feminine Mm, I like that Mm. I like that yeah and it was it was certainly a relief for me when my masculine returned (laughs) yeah it, it took a little while and as I say I see it as being part of the natural balancing of of the pendulum and I know that in working with people, I I see women sometimes go into this place of being immersed and a little lost in the feminine world of feeling as it opens for them. Yes. And so I support women to have tools for, for grounding, for nourishment, but also to know that their masculine will return. They don't yes. have to seek the answers outside. Their masculine will come back as long as they trust and believe in yeah. themselves. And also from the opposite, the, 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 the women that haven't necessarily experienced their, um, their own masculine energy, that they can discover that and they can make great quality decisions that don't cause disharmony in the family environment or whatever environment they're working in, that, that they're going to be safe in the choices that they make because they're coming from that beautiful heart space. Yeah, it's so important to really listen, listen to the heart, listen to the energy that arises from within for sure. Yeah. So what's your greatest lesson that you've, um, that you've learned so far? Mm. I guess it's a summary of what I've just said and, mm. and that is to trust myself, to know that the power, the love, the wisdom, Um, whatever I'm looking for it's always on the inside of me and that's where real connection and peace and magic happen (laughs) and what advice would you give your younger self I would let her know to always listen to her heart and also to let her know that whatever steps she takes is part of her perfect path that there is there's no wrong step along the way because I think it's one of the things that can happen and it certainly happened for me when I was younger is the conflict around what's the wrong path and what's the right path and you know what will earn me the greatest recognition or achievement in the world but just to really know that yeah, listening to the heart and trusting oneself, that's the most amazing piece of advice. And then to add to that, I know that my younger self had this dream to make a difference in the world, but she didn't know how. So I think also trusting that part that wants to make a difference and to know that she will be drawn to a path that will touch millions of people around the world Mm. and also that she doesn't need to do it on her own yes that Mm -hmm. that 
creating teams of people who share her vision and empowering those people, that will make the greatest difference because standing alone in the world, it's it's there's a lot to be done and no one person can do it standing on their own. Yeah. Yes, 100%. And I can hear many women worldwide right now agreeing with that, that, you know, they've always known the inside of themselves that there's something really great that they wanted to contribute to the world um, to impact change. And I think we're in the best opportunity right now um, in order to uh, make that a reality. Mm. So what keeps you up at night? My question that really burns strongly inside is how do I reach as many people as possible? Mm -hmm. I have this desire for these teachings to touch millions of hearts around the world so that other people find their own inner powerhouse of love and sexual energy. And so, yeah, the question is how do I get this work out? as quickly as possible to as many people as possible so that lives can be transformed and people can experience the joy, the richness, the peace and the sense of of wonder that comes from this work. Mm, yeah, and, 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 it, and it is one of those things when we ponder too deeply on the how, isn't it? It's like, yeah. okay, so perhaps if I let the universe do its work, which is what it does best, <laughs> then I yeah. just get in there and I work on my message and what I'm meant to be sharing with the world and let the how take care of itself. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I have this feeling that it's almost as though we're on the verge of a new sexual revolution. Yes. You know, like there was the sexual revolution previously that, that reached certain peaks but didn't move into maturity and embodiment. And now there's this possibility of a whole new sexual revolution that is people talking about how sexual energy feels in the body and what it's like when you say yes to that and how you can use that to channel it into creativity and power in your whole life. Yes, and then how it feels when you're truly in resonance with other beings and so I think that feeling this sense of a new sexual revolution coming um, is really exciting and empowering as well mm, totally so what's been your greatest influence ah or many who? many many <laughs> many different influences and I I often look back and think how perfect all of the steps have been even being an accountant I can see the perfection that's played in my life and different mentors and teachers I've had at different stages so it's it's nice to be able to look back and see the perfection of it all mm -hmm. in the last two years I've been through some very significant life-changing events and there was a six-month period where it felt as though everything in my life fell apart, my identity fell apart, everything unraveled and, and part of what happened during that six-month time frame was that I had a miscarriage. There was a baby who visited me briefly and then left and it feels like the soul of that baby touched me in ways that nobody else ever could mm. because 
she was literally inside of me, growing inside of me. And there's something that happens in that exchange of soul energy that that I hadn't experienced anywhere else in my life before. And so she opened me to a new kind of self-love, a new kind of love for humanity, um, an even deeper level of connection with my feminine feelings, more so than I ever thought possible before. Mm-hmm. Also with her, her came a kind of compassion that I'd never I'd never experienced before, um, a compassion that, yeah, really was about self-compassion, but compassion for others, compassion again for humanity. And so, yeah, really she has been an enormous, enormous influence in my life and I'm still integrating the effects of that. Mm. Yeah, wow. Thank you so much for sharing. That's a very powerful and vulnerable story to uh, um, to share. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. And incredible um, the influence and the impact um, that that has has had. And I, I just I really honour your um, your consciousness um, around that impact uh, mm. and the um, the peace that you're creating for yourself uh, mm. in every day moving forward. Yeah, it's really beautiful. Thank you. And and I do feel that. There's a tendency in human life to compartmentalize, to segregate, to segregate, to shut down parts of ourselves. Mm. And it's almost as though what that soul did for me was she actually made it impossible for me to segregate. Mm. She, she made it impossible for me to continue compartmentalizing. It's like whatever past trauma was unresolved needed to come to the surface whatever parts of my own brilliance and magnificence I'd suppressed had to come to the surface wherever my power and creativity had been stifled was pushed forward so she gave me the greatest gift possible Mm. so with one word um how would you describe your personal brand what would one what what word would you choose integrity for Mm -hmm. me it all comes down to integrity it's integrity with myself integrity with others integrity with community integrity globally and I feel that the core component for me of integrity is listening deeply to who I am and then living in accordance Mm -hmm. with my values and who I know myself to be yes hear hear Mm. Here, here, because that uh, that's the best way to eliminate uh, inner conflict um, mm. and to promote inner peace. Yes. So what three golden nuggets, because this has been fascinating conversation, what three nuggets would you like our listeners um, to take away? Mm. The the. Sentence I've been referring to about each person being a powerhouse of love and sexual energy, that to me is gold. Yes. Each person needs to know that what they have been looking for lives inside of them. The love, the sexual energy, the power, the creativity 
it all lives inside of each and every single one of us. And when we truly get that, we live life from a place of abundance instead of living as beggars. So then I live from a place of wanting to share, to give, to offer, to connect rather than what will somebody else do for me. Mm. So that's one of my nuggets is you are that powerhouse and what you are looking for is inside of you. Yes. My second one is for each person to really take space to discover their wisdom, to listen deeply to what emerges from the heart, the belly, the genitals, and really listen to what they have to say, to guide you, and to honour that space inside. Mm-hmm. And the third one is about transformation. And people often think that transformation is difficult and and. I will definitely put my hand up and say, yes, there are times when it's difficult, but it can also be as simple as taking space each and every day to pause, to place your hands on your body and breathe deeply. Mm. One of my favourite practices is just hand on the heart, hand on the vagina and breathe and feel and allow there to be space in that. Yes, ladies, what an amazing daily practice that would be just to be able to take time out um, and use those as mantras as well. Whilst you're doing that deep breathing, I am a powerhouse of love and sexual energy. Everything I have, I'm looking, everything I have is inside of me Mm. and I am a place of inner wisdom. I listen to my heart deeply. Wow, I love that. That's amazing. Mm. So what does the future storyline for Martina look, sound and feel in one sentence? Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is to, to lead this new sexual revolution which is about opening hearts and empowering people to be their most full expression of their unique self oh i love it i love it i love it i love it now how um can our listeners find out more about you so they can visit the website which is tantricblossoming.com yes And they can also find me um, under Tantric Blossoming on YouTube or Facebook. We have a Tantric Blossoming page and a Martina Hughes profile. And I'm also on Twitter and LinkedIn. So it's a few sources there. Amazing. And we'll pop some links on uh, the page as well for you to be able to find Martina and to explore more of her work. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been such an honour to hear your story and to have a chat to you about a typically probably taboo subject still, uh, but I'm so excited that you're going to lead us into this new sexual revolution. Wonderful, wonderful. (laughs) It's been a delight to share with you, Julianne, and I look forward to the day when, when 
the word sex doesn't have to be followed by the word taboo. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and yes. that there's no giggles around it as well. Like yes. um, talking about talking about what we've talked about today is actually just a, a, a lounge room conversation. Yes. With, with so men true. and women. Um, yes. As, as women in their groups and as men in their groups and all together as well. I love that. Well done. Yes. Incredible yes. mission. I'm cheering you on for sure. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, this is Julianne Black for the I Am Woman Project. Keep smiling and be brilliant now. That brings us to the end of the show. If you have any questions, please send us an email to jennifer at iamwomanproject.com.au or Twitter at iamwomanproject and we will get right back to you. If you were listening to this podcast on iTunes, please make sure you leave a review or rating about the show. We would love to hear your thoughts. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next time, please take care.